All right, my friend, time for another episode, Industry 45 Podcast Show. Shane Christopher Neal, your host for the program, and officially, officially, the program is called Giant TV Industry 45 Quick Spin Show. That is how you can search for it on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Buzzsprout. Um, took a long time, a lot of people to come up with that really long name, so I guess I better get it right. A giant TV Industry 45 Quick Spin Show. A lot of great interviews available right here. Uh, also, you can check it out, giantfm.com. Go to the on-air shows. My name appears, Shane Christopher Neal, and there you will see Industry 45 Podcasts. They are all available there. And there's also a link to my website, shanechristopherneal.com as well, because I have now officially made it to the big time. Okay, now really, but uh, maybe I just think I have. All right, today on the program, I'm uh, really excited about this because Jeff Buner is an absolutely epic dude from the Loyal Order out in Portland, Oregon, and I'm speaking to him and Brandon Cook, uh, Brandon Cook from Black and Blue, a great guitar player. Uh, they got a great band, a brand new single out called Hellfire, and uh, great, great rockin' tune, and hope you'll check it out. I posted it on the Industry 45 page on Facebook, and I will, uh, maybe I already have posted it on my website at shanechristopherneal.com. But anyway, in this conversation, um, it's it's interesting because we were hooked up by a publicist, Jody, who we all love, and it's kind of on a party line. So remember, remember the party lines? Old school, man. <laughs> and so we just kind of dive right into this, right in the middle of us all joining the party line. I hope you will enjoy Industry 45 podcast show, The Loyal Order, right here. Giant TV. Historically, the conference numbers are sketch, and they don't they don't work every time for some reason. So because they're free, that's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Not nothing free. Are you, are you guys both in Portland? Yeah. yeah. And and Jeff, you and I have had this conversation. It's probably it's raining. It's probably raining in Portland right now, dude. It's raining uh, and, uh, uh, off and on. Yeah, yeah. It's currently not raining where I reside. Different parts of Oregon or different parts of yeah, Portland. I understand. Uh, it's gray and it has been raining pretty good today, but. Yeah, it's not right now. We're good. (laughs) Does Brandon know the initial story about me calling you whatever, like months ago, and I I was thought I was calling Jeff Keith a Tesla, (laughs) and I had gotten you, and I was like, this guy's not in Tesla. What the fuck's going on? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like being really cautiously, like he doesn't know who he's talking to, but maybe maybe we're going to, find a segue into you know the loyal order fan. I don't know what he's uh, <laughs> yeah. well it's great to, it's great to talk to you guys and, and Brandon Jeff and I had a great conversation um, last time and uh, so if this doesn't go so well it's your fucking fault we've just decided that yeah, it's definitely my fault it's always my fault I know that but I've been working on I've been working on a deal with like the media to make sure that everything's my fault. Well, I guess so. <laughs> you could be like Donald Trump. 
Yeah. Anyway, that's another story. So how you guys exactly. doing? Uh, how you guys doing? Because, you know, I, I'm excited to see during these really shitty times for music that people are still putting out killer music and videos. And, uh, I mean, Ready for Dead was great. And, and now Hellfire. What a great video, too. I can't believe how good Jeff fucking looks. That's pretty, you know, that, sh- that first shock was, wow, look at this guy. He's like 70. Look what he looks like. <laughs> 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 yeah, seventy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a few shots away from that. I'm not sure. If, you know, uh, a few decades. <laughs> but uh, so, so you guys wrote this song when Hellfire? Well, Hellfire actually was a song that I'd been kicking around for like three or four years, probably. But I never, we never kind of really launched it because. We'd sit down to write it and, and, and be like, well, that sounds, that sounds like a Foo Fighters song. Exactly, as a matter of fact. And then I looked and looked, and I'm like, I'll be damned. I wrote a Foo Fighters song. I wrote a guitar part for a Foo Fighters song. But the melody stuck in my head forever. And uh, I finally went to Bran. I said, dude, help me get this thing out of my head, man. we got to do something with this. And we just uh, we changed the chord progression just a little bit. And... Uh, Lo and behold, it became the last track on our record and that we added to our record and uh, the last song we recorded. And uh, that's kind of the story behind it, man. You know, it's just, it was just I had the melody, had everything else pretty much except for the chorus and the right guitar riff. And that's where Brandon came in and that's uh, his expertise. So typically, is it, it, is it the two of you that write most of the songs then? Yes. Yeah. Yep. We get together and uh, do our thing. We had, had a writing session last night, as a matter of fact, with some stuff that we're going into the studio with soon. Yeah, we kind of uh, we the first the very first time Jeff and I got together, it was like it was like just explosions when it came to writing. Like we wrote three three sketches in about an hour, and you know we we played it you know, for the guys and the, you know, the studio guys that we were working with at the time. And they were just like, wow, how long did it take you guys to come up with this? Great. You know? And like, we just kind of looked at each other like, well, we were busy. So it's about an hour, you know, and <laughs> it's just, uh, so we, we really bounce the ideas off each other. It's kind of this, what if process where it's like, what if you did this? Or what if I did this? Or what if you did that? How about this? What do you think? And we just kind of, we really like, uh, get a creative process going that's that's flowing and chemistry building, not you know, not no. You know, a lot of a lot of people that write I've worked with a lot of people that write that kinda go, I don't like that. You know, and, and it's like, well, that's not really getting me anywhere. It's like, what do you like? And uh Jeff and I just have this sort of positive attitude when it comes to creation, which goes, What if? And and, you know, yes, I like that. What if we did that with it? You know, instead of like, no, it sucks, you know. Well, that's because it kind of puts a stop in the, in the writing process, and it just works so well to move forward with that. It's, it's great. So, because Jeff, yeah, you're, yeah, we don't show up to our writing sessions. With, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was going to say you're a bass player, right? I'm sorry to hear that, but you're a bass player. So, when you write with Brandon, do you play bass and him guitar, or like, <laughs> or, or none of that stuff? Like, you just kind of he's playing the guitar or piano. I don't know if you write with piano or not, but and then you come up with the melody and the vocals, or do you kind of jam together with bass and guitar, kind of come up with something? Uh, it depends. Like, I, I, I mean, some of the songs uh, on the record, I actually wrote a couple of them on bass. 
um, and showed him the brand and said, what do you think of it? You know, and, and I just kind of came up with a couple of little structural parts and, and, and then it took them to him. But sometimes I write on an acoustic guitar and, uh, you know, just all bang out a chord progression or whatever, knowing that Brandon will show up and watch me trying to pound on an instrument and cringing as uh, I'm doing so. But he's, <laughs> he, 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 uh, he watches and, and goes, yeah, man. Okay. I think I see where you're trying to go with this. And then off we go. You know, I mean, I can, I write on it because it's are like this basic chords, bar chords, minor major, but Brandon knows all the cool voice. So I'll show him the melody and idea, chord progression idea, or he'll bring me a chord progression and we'll mess around with melodies, you know? So, but yeah, for the most part, that's what it is. You know, it's either and or, but some of it is bass guitar. Yeah. And I see. So yeah, sometimes it's just a vibe that we're going for. Like, like we're just trying to get. Try, I have an idea. Like sometimes I'll have an idea for something where it's a, it's a it's a style or a progression, and I and I can't come up with anything. But Jeff goes, "Well, if you did this, and it just it doesn't really almost doesn't really matter what instrument we're playing. I could write something on bass and and have. Uh, I think instrument is kind of incidental. It ha- most of it kind of happens in the heart and soul, and and then apply it to an instrument. You know, seems like that's kind of how it works for me. Anyway. So- mm-hmm. Do you guys like? I yeah. look at your picture yeah, here. You got sure. you got five guys. Okay, so but you guys are the main songwriters. Is this a full band? And I might have asked you that before, Jeff. I couldn't remember because um, you had studio guys play on the album, though. No. Well, yeah, for the most part. I mean, some of the guys were involved. Some of them weren't. Hellfire was the actual first song that we tracked. It was the actual band. I mean, uh, on a like as the project kind of hatched, um, it was just a studio thing that we were doing at first, you know, um, because we wrote song for the the TV show and uh, you know the theme song for a TV show. And I mean, we just kind of I just automatically played the bass part. And then as the singing thing began to happen, that's kind of how it all came together, you know. But but yeah, I mean, uh, for the most part, it was Kyle, our drummer, played on Hellfire and Patrick, our bass player played on Hellfire and Justin played on Hellfire and Brandon. And so, but for the most part, the first half of the album was mostly just Brandon and I. Right. And then uh, a couple different drummers. Well, your drummer's got a lot of fucking tattoos. So, that's kind of it. Do you yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, but, but you know what I love is the, you know, it's kind of you, you marry a brand that is like, you see the image of your band and you hear the vocal and you hear the song and the melody and, and it all kind of goes together. That's what I like about the loyal order. Like you, you kind of, what you see is what you get in this whole package and ready for dead was a killer tune. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, Jeff, you and I talked about tears from Kelly because I just, I thought that was just such an awesome. We spent a lot of time last time talking about it just because I had discovered it. And I thought what a great song I had shared it to a bunch of people got their feedback, but man, your band just kind of, mm-hmm. it seems to, to like, this COVID shit's got to go away because you guys need to tour. You guys need to be playing with somebody on a big tour and opening up and people recognizing, you know, who the loyal order are. Now you had a show with the puddle of mud, correct? Before COVID. Exactly. Yeah. That was our first show. Um, um, our, yeah, it was our first show. We had the, uh, opportunity to play with Puddle Mud, and I thought this was a great situation to be in. It's a bigger stage. It was a great sound system. The light, all the production was there. It's the perfect room, and it was great because it sold out. I mean, our first show was people lined up down the street, 
you know, and that's the, you know, that's what we all hope for and dream about, you know. And, uh, but yeah, that was really cool. And then, bam, COVID hit. We had some other shows out in the future, and uh, they had to, yeah, obviously got canceled because it was like three months ago. And uh, we actually have had another show book uh, later this month in Texas, in San Antonio, uh, with Saliva and David Ellison's band. And it's just the COVID thing was just too sketch for us, and um, our drummer, um, definitely is around elderly people, you know, when he's in his off time. So he was felt really strange about it. And we just decided, you know what, it's going to end soon. We're going to just pass on this and we will, uh, we'll have to regroup and it's time to go, you know? So, so you guys are on David Ellison's label, right? EMP and maybe whatever Brandon or Jeff, whoever wants to mm-hmm. answer this, what, what is that like? I mean, you know, people, who know David know that he's a powerhouse in music. I mean, anytime you play with, uh, you know, Megadeth, that's all right. Uh, so what, does he have any say, or does he have people that kind of talk to you about, you know, your brand, your songs, or is it pretty much hands off? You guys kind of do your thing and g- give me what that relationship looks like. Well, basically we, um, we have more of a day-to-day relationship with Tom Hazard, his partner on, on the label. Um, Tom, Tom is the singer for his uh, David Ellison the side project too so um, Tom is the guy that kind of connects the dots and makes everything happen we had our record in the can before we even talked you know? okay so sure he, he got excited about the single yeah and so we just kind of worked out you know in agreement with him working with those guys being that they're a team you know we're pretty much you know we have we work you know with them more than anything so it's it's one of those things where we had total creative process we had the right producer i mean we had a professional product and we took it to them and they were like well yeah this is cool so let's let's work on this thing together you know and as far as promotion and and uh you know getting the album out there and getting it in the right eyes and the right ears well and they're the perfect people to put you on those tours too i mean once once they can happen so Jeff has spoken a lot, so now I have to talk to Brandon about something very important. Two things. Yes. Very important that has nothing to do with your band. First of all, Brandon, um, just your thoughts um, as an inspiration, um, Eddie Van Halen, and I mean, every guitar player I've ever known and played with has always been inspired in some small way or large way by him. How did he impact you as a guitar player? Well, Eddie was probably the first rock guitar player that I that I noticed as a child you know he was like i mean other than ace Frehley, it was it was eddie you know i heard him on beat it you know and i was a huge 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 michael jackson fan and i mean, to the point where i was getting into break dancing and stuff like that i mean i was eight and like and so i heard i heard beat it and then like i was you know telling my cousin one time yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you, I'm glad you find that humor. So, anyway, I'm just picturing uh, you break this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, uh, anyway, okay, sorry. Uh, the, uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm about nine years old. Like the next year, like the 1984 is kind of on fire, and my cousin shows me, uh, you know, um, 1984, and it just really blew me away. You know, listening to Jump and stuff like that. Then soon after that, you know, Eddie Van Halen was was kind of like really really uh household name and i wasn't as totally into that as i was with other stuff i was kind of starting to get into heavier stuff even at that age like you know when i heard metallica and megadeth and stuff like that you know but i didn't realize that all those other bands i was listening to were directly impacted by eddie van halen like he you know all of my favorite guitar players their favorite guitar players eddie you know like warren d martini 
and Marty Friedman and like him and like Kirk Hammett and all these other guys. So like, it wasn't even really secondary. It was right there every day in my face, Eddie Van Halen. And so, you know, as I got older, I kind of realized that how much he was influencing those guys. And so the, uh, that influence just I started really getting into Van Halen, teaching those guitar solos, you know, listening to people, all my best friends were like, Oh God, Eddie Van Halen. And, you know, so little by little, it just got more and more all the time. You know, even though I don't go around talking about Eddie Van Halen as my favorite guitar player a lot, definitely in my top five, you know, and, and as influence, I mean, my guitars, you know, I played Jack, I played Grover Jackson guitars and they were, he built guitars for Eddie Van Halen and stuff like that. So like all of the, you know, all the accoutrement about my, my playing is sort of like in there with him. And I just love, I mean, pretty much every second of Van Halen other than, uh, you know, I wasn't really too into balance, but all that stuff is just great and so tasty and dynamic and just really love what, what he's, what he's done and what he's done for the world of music outside of even his album, you know, pickups, guitars, amps, you know, probably cables, picks and everything, you know, right, yeah. he just, his influence is indelible. Uh, so. a- another question for you. Yeah. Um, do you get sick of playing on hold or hold on 18, uh, hold on to 18? Uh, I was just thinking, you know, I've heard that song 10 million times. I'm like, can you play? You still play in black and blue? Uh, yes, I do. I still play in black and blue. And Patrick Young's our bass player. He's the bass player of black and blue. And uh, I, I don't get sick of it, actually. You know, it's no. like, you know, I used to play in a gun. I, I still play in a Guns N' Roses tribute band, you know, and, you know, we probably will afterwards. But they asked me if I get tired of Sweet Child of Mine. And that's kind of, that kind of, that's kind of uh, the black and blue Sweet Child. And it's just, I know. You know, I never get tired of like playing songs. I'm just, and if, if people really love it and I get to get them off a little bit when they play it, when I play it for them, I, I just love that. Yeah, so, it, well, it's a great I'll, song. I'll never get tired of Ready for Daddy. So, last uh, question for Brandon. You, last uh, question for uh, Brandon, because poor Jeff now. Uh, so, and the, again, this is not related to your band, but. <laughs> I, I, I love Janny Lane, but Jamie St. James played in Warrant and sang with Warrant, right, for a, for a bit. What's he like to work with? I've kind of always been curious to know. Um, Jamie's great to work with. He's a, he's a real consummate professional. I mean, we haven't written any songs together, but, you know, he uh, he always shows up prepared and he's ready to roll at, at, at uh, game time. And he really has, a, you know, he's kind of the true alpha. You know, some people think that the alpha male is like this tough, you know, muscly kind of like powerhouse person. And Jamie's more like, he's more like the true alpha. He waits and he's patient and he's, he's like, and he only really acts when it's time to like make the power move. You know, somebody's at the gig kind of messing with the band and like screwing around with the sound or something like that and not taking business. And then, you know, he lets the other people sort of handle that. He lets people do their job. And then when he needs to make a decision, he's just like, Hey, let's do this. It's time. You're, we're not gonna. We're not gonna deal with any dilly dally, okay? And he's calm and effective, and just gets it done. He's a he's a very very good leader, you know. When he's when he's called on to be. So, well, that's awesome. Uh, I have nothing but good things to say about that guy. You know, when when uh, Jody- and he gets us into really good situations. Yeah, I bet you he does. <laughs> uh, when Jody reached out though and, <laughs> and told me, um, you know, about this, and of course with Jeff, and I love Jeff. I think Jeff's awesome, and now I know Brandon, and Brandon's pretty awesome too. So um, you know, you guys are doing great like oh, i said thanks, ready Appreciate for dead it. is awesome and and hellfire is awesome i'll promote the heck out of it and i uh, appreciate your time and the the website the loyal you can order right there as well uh the album correct i believe you can and uh all the information is right yeah, there you can order you can you can order it on the you can order it on uh, loyalorder.com you can order it from Kmart. 
you can order it from uh, Amazon. There's a bunch of places you can uh, get digital and hard copies from too. So. That's awesome. And, and we got to get you out of Portland and come to Canada so you can play here. I have a lot of tattoos as well. And I, Dude. you know, so I could play drums. I played, I had a gig on Saturday night. It was awesome. See? You did. Absolutely. What were you, you doing? We had a gig at, uh, there's a club in Niagara on the Lake, Club 55. It's probably one of our only clubs that actually has a sound system, a stage and lighting and all that other fun stuff that the world used to have in rock and roll. And uh, yeah, we played like two sets on Saturday night at the bar and uh, bands are playing on a regular basis here. I mean, there's minimum capacities and such, but, or maximum, I guess. But um, yeah, I it's it was a great night. We had a lot of fun and... You know, it is what it is, but let's hope you guys can get to Canada so I can check you out, you know, and come up and play a song. Dude, we <laughs> yeah. totally want to come out. We totally want to come out and freaking and jam with you and rock out and have a good time out there. And, you know, you know, Brandon, we're gonna, we're, we're considering this and we've got to pass it through all the, the right channels and stuff, but I think we're going to have Brandon do his break dance <laughs> as an opening slot. Perfect. For, for to Michael Jackson. <laughs> well, you'll be severely disappointed if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe we should just do a, 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 a content video of it. <laughs> yeah. It'll be great. You guys will see me struggle struggle with uh, you know doing the handstand. It'll be great. Well, it will be interesting to say the least. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. I couldn't help it. It's stuck in my head. <laughs> Jeff and Brandon, the Loyal Order, Hellfire. Hellfire is the new single. Buy it. Check it out. Follow these guys. They are epics. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, you very much. Take care of yourself. All right. Well, there you have it, uh, my friends, Jeff Buner and Brandon Cook, The Loyal Order from rainy Portland, Oregon. Uh, theloyalorder.com is their website. You can check out my website as well, shanechristopherneal.com. All the podcasts are available at giantfm.com, musiclifemagazine.net, or wherever you may find and download your favorite podcast, be it Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. Thanks for hanging out for this edition. Thanks to the Maysides for the opening of the show, and we'll catch you on the other side. Industry 45 podcast show. Cheers.